Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, creators, getting the insights and sharing them with the world. So today we have Andrea Hansen, and she's going to be talking about neurobiology, uh, neuroconditioning, um, resiliency, and it's going to be a great discussion. So um, Andrea, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me and for everything that you do with this podcast. It's just a hugely important topic. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, I'm always interested in people doing things on the cutting edge. So tell us more about yourself and how you got started in your company. Yeah, I started out as a clinical mental health counselor. So like so many of the physicians listening or medical professionals listening, it was, you know, you work just like 24 seven, 12 hour days. It's really constant. And while it is fulfilling, it's also extremely draining. Really, you know, burnout is really high in the mental health field. Pay is pretty low, which it's so controversial to even talk about pay as medical professionals. But we live in the same world that everybody else does. So we do have to talk about pay. It is the reality. Um, And as a clinical mental health counselor, I started to really specialize in complex trauma and learn a lot about the neuroscience and the neurobiology that gets impacted by trauma and how it really forms so much of who we are. So I started shifting in in that direction. And then the mix of the mental health field, the medical field being so restraining and all the knowledge that I was gaining through complex trauma, I broke out into doing my own work where I was able to have a much broader outreach. And I've, I've also started including psychedelics in the work that I do. And the impact has been, it's been really incredible. Interesting. So tell us, um, what is uh, complex trauma? What is that? Complex trauma is a little bit different than what we would call simple trauma in that it's it's just simply more complicated. Both simple trauma and complex trauma impact our bodies, our brains, our development. It literally changed the structures of our brain. But with simple trauma, and simple trauma doesn't mean that it's better trauma. It just means that it's it's typically happens on a larger scale, like an earthquake, that a lot of people went through this with you. You have a sense of community. There's not the complicated, you know, who's the bad guy, who's the good guy kind of thing in the situation. It doesn't impact your relationships on the same level 
that a more complex trauma would be where complex trauma is much more isolating and typically happens more than once. So that it's if you imagine having a developmental home when you're when you're a child and you have a parent who's an addict or a parent who is mentally unstable, or even if you're you know in foster care throughout your childhood, then that's going to over and over and over impact your neural development and create all kinds of symptoms later on in life from uh, mental health symptoms, some medical symptoms like inflammation, weight gain, all of that kind of stuff. Research has shown stems from and can stem from complex trauma. Interesting. So uh, you talk about uh, physical outcomes such as inflammatory diseases, mental health, and tell us more about the correlation between those two. Yeah. So when you experience complex trauma, your body floods in a fight or flight state. So when you when you go into that state, whether it's dorsal dominance and you're kind of like frozen, right? Or whether you, you your heart rate goes up, whatever it is that happens, the upper regions of your brain that are supposed to be managing how you handle that situation in a way that's thinking about the future and considering consequences, all of that is gone. And what we're left, left with is our totally automatic response. And our body floods chemicals similar to how it would if we got a cut, but there's no cut for it to go to. There's nothing physical for it to go to. So instead, our body just soaks in those chemicals and those affect our T cells and our, our like the, the C4 cells and all of those that are meant to be able to keep track of our allergies, our diseases, all um, how to interact with other foreign things that are in our bodies, how to heal our bodies. So all of that gets messed with by these traumatic experiences. And over time, as this happens over and over, it wears down those systems in our bodies. Interesting. So uh, what is this? Um, and then you talk about the downfall of mental health in the life coaching industry. Tell us more about that. So the life coaching industry is, it's really complicated. It's a complicated addition almost to the mental health industry, but also in conflict with the mental health industry where anybody can wake up any day and be a life coach <laughs> and to say like, oh, I've, you know, I've been through this. And as physicians, as therapists, we know that our clients don't typically know what actually went into helping them heal. And so if they turn around and say, okay, well now I can heal others because I've been through, I've been through cancer or I've been through depression or I've been through addiction, it kind of waters down the message and it sends the wrong message out there. So I noticed in the mental health field, a lot of times with clients, I'm kind of countering what clients have heard from social media, have heard from coaches. And on the other hand, us as actual clinicians, we don't have the time or the energy. And there are some ethics that really block us from being able to be out there and be as loud and as present as life coaches are. So it's kind of this this fight against, you know, what do we do as medical professionals to have more time, to have more energy, to have more of a sense of freedom and flexibility in what we do and not be so stuck in a, in the fear-based mentality of what could go wrong? What could I, you know, what could I accidentally say that could get me sued, <laughs> right? Or could, could harm some random person on the internet that I don't know. And then they're saying that I'm their doctor and I gave them advice, you know, all of that, that in some ways is is good, but in other ways, really holds us back from having the power in the community that we should have. Yeah. 
So in your um, view, what does the world need most right now? I mean, basically, we're uh, in this transition period and things are in flux and, you know, mental health and there's uncertainty and, um, you know, war. What, uh, what, do, what does the world need most right now? Yeah, looking at it from a, you know, complex trauma perspective, I really see generational complex trauma all over the place, whether it's in pride or in war or in greed, in hoarding, in, in feeling stuck, especially, you know, us as, as people who really could have a great impact in the world, knowledgeable doctors, physicians, feeling stuck in, in that generational trauma of, you know, whatever it is for each individual person, we, all of our ancestors were in wars they were all in horrific times so i see a great need for healing complex trauma and i when i see people heal complex trauma i do see and, and even research shows the optimized brain is a peaceful altruistic brain it doesn't it doesn't warmonger it doesn't fearmonger it doesn't hoard um you know wealth it doesn't uh even live in poverty i've seen clients who who were struggling just really intensely to be able to balance work and life and, and do everything they were supposed to do. And they were just working nonstop. And once we were able to recalibrate their system from a state of trauma response to a state of flow and ease and wholeness, it was just easy. They were making way more money. They were spending way more time with their families. They were able to give so much more. So if the world were able to heal that generational complex trauma, I really believe that we could shift into an incredible new paradigm. Mm. And what are some of the modalities for healing, going through the, you know, healing the trauma? What I found most effective mm. is the more lower brain and body-based modalities. Research has shown that talk therapy is about 2% effective for healing trauma. So you got your DBT, your CBT, all of that, where you're just talking about their thoughts and their behaviors and gaining insights and building awareness and all that stuff is really great. And I think it's a fantastic foundation. But all of that is in the very upper regions of the brain. And trauma usually happens when we're younger, before we've developed that upper region of the brain. So it impacts the lower regions of the brain, which then the upper regions of the brain are built on top of. And those upper regions of the brain can't control the lower regions very well. So instead, I use like internal family systems, EMDR, breath work, TCTSY, which is a type of permission-based yoga. Just a lot of more visual stuff, but it's wrapped into the EMDR modalities, lots of breath work, shifting body postures to, to bring through somatics and process through the somatic and the bodily experience, as well as um, very typically just just once per client, uh, adding a really intensive, usually four to six hour long psychedelic assisted session. And what you you mentioned a lot of um, acronyms. What is EMDR? What is that? Um... EMDR stands for Eye Movement and Desens Desensitization and Reprocessing. It is meant to, to uh, simulate the, the REM sleep when we're processing and our eyes are going back and forth. And what it does is helps the different parts of the brain communicate better with each other, especially in trauma. There's there's a breakdown in communication. The corpus callosum in the center of the brain gets thicker and more dense, so it's harder to connect the 
the more um, reasonable parts of the brain with the more emotional parts of the brain. And then there's also the um, the thalamus, which is supposed to be kind of the gourmet chef of the brain, where you have all of this sensory input coming in from all over the place. And it's supposed to create something tangible, some kind of memory out of it. And in moments of large distress and really adverse moments, it doesn't do that. So we're left with random emotions that don't connect anywhere, random sensations, random what we might refer to as kind of flashbacks. <laughs> there's there's a lot of different ways to describe flashbacks, but one of them is like, I'm having these random sensations that don't make sense in this situation. So with EMDR, it helps to all of those parts of the brain to come together and communicate mm. better. Interesting. So uh, one thing is um, talking about what exactly, I mean, mental health is really a big issue, especially after the, the pandemic. Um, 100%. What uh, what sort of um, you know, how do you what do we go from here? Is it you know traditional therapy? Is it new age? Um, you know, tell us more about um, what people really need to understand about mental health. What's important to understand about mental health is that there is a time and place for different modalities. That yet, you know, if you really are feeling quite isolated and you need somebody to go to once a week for several years, like that's, that's great to be able to have that person to lean on. If you are looking to really make a major shift in your life and really heal on an incredibly deep level, uh, it, it is important to find somebody who is ex experienced in the lower brain and body modalities and who is more short term. In my practice, I typically see clients for three months uh, as we, we look at what is really going on here, what really needs to shift here. And we do that on a very deep neurobiological level. And then the rest is, you know, they can figure that out. You know, you're, you're a smart person in, in general, right? You can do a lot of things on your own. The therapeutic relationship shouldn't be one of dependency on the therapist. It should be, you know, one of healing, one of shifting, and then moving on with your life and going and going and figuring out what else is possible for you yeah interesting conversation um how do people uh reach out to you and um, follow you and um uh contact you my website is just my name andrea hansen h-a-n-s-o-n not e-n <laughs> dot net and everything is there a really cool thing that you could look at if you're more of a diy if you don't have a lot of time or maybe you just don't trust the therapeutic process you could check out the lifestyle prescription tabs. And what that is, is you go in, you take an assessment, it takes about 30 minutes, and it'll automatically give you a report of the regions of your brain that aren't functioning optimally and things that you can do at home by yourself to help build up those parts of your brain. So it is trauma-informed and it is it's totally 100% doable for anybody who wants to just improve a little bit. Yeah, and for all the audience out there, Check out um, Andrea's resources. They'll be in the links and show notes. Check out her social media, LinkedIn, Twitter. And um, with that, thanks so much for an insightful conversation. And thanks for coming onto the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Liu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.